Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Top of the List. Coming at you, I am Dom, here with my co-host, RB. And a new kind of segment we're going to be doing here, because if you guys didn't know, RB and I, major Star Wars fans, and tonight was the premiere of The Mandalorian Season 2. We talked about the trailer um, earlier on. We've talked about it in a few other episodes. Um, not going to talk about season one and this one too much, but, um, you know, we want to talk about the premiere, obviously very excited to see what they could do in season two. A lot of rumors we talked about in our trailer reaction that I was kind of trying to get Ryan on the rumor mill there with me. And, uh, you know, now we have, uh, some definitive answers, but first, before we go into chapter nine, the Marshall gotta say, we are going to start off with our score, general thoughts. Um, spoiler free for the first, uh, you know, five, six minutes of the, uh, you know, of our discussion here after I finish my intro. And then we're going to give a giant spoiler warning and we're going to talk in depth plot details, spoilers, um, Easter eggs, a few that I saw, maybe Ryan picked out a few Easter eggs of his own and we'll go like that. So right now we're going spoiler free score and our general thoughts. RB, you want to start us off? Yeah. So out of the gate, um, I'm going to, well, let me, let me preface this. I wasn't really looking forward to watching this. I'm not going to lie. Uh, was extremely, I wouldn't say disappointed, but I just found the uh, beginning uh, first few episodes of season one of the Mandalorian rather slow. I wasn't really into it until we got into like chapter six, seven, eight. Uh, that's when it got really good. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll put this on. I'm going to watch it because we, we got to do the show, obviously. The finale was really awesome. Last the finale was awesome, but, you know, I was expecting it to be a slow start. This premiere knocked my socks off. I loved it. I cannot wait to watch more of this season. So out of the gates, I'm going to give this one probably an eight and a half out of ten. Uh, wow. Above great. I wouldn't say it was quite magnificent. Uh, but really, really a great, great season premiere. Uh, must watch for anyone. So anyone who didn't watch season one, get on season one. Let's watch that. So you can start watching along with our reviews here on season two. Because this was an incredible premiere episode of season two. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I'm going to give it a half point below you, I think. I'm going to give it this okay. one episode, uh, I guess it's chapter nine. But it's season two, episode one, um, The Marshall. I'm going to give that an eight out of ten. Uh, I'm going to be honest, guys, about, I'd say, 85% of this episode, I thought I was going to give this one a seven. Uh, I was going to give this a much lower score until some of the stuff at the end of the episode happened. Um, because uh, I, I'd say, like, if you were to break this down into, you know, Acts 1, 2, and 3, um, and Act 3 being towards the end of the episode when they have uh, a bit of a larger scale battle i don't want to go any spoilers but there's a larger scale battle that once that starts i think that's when like act three starts of this episode because this was longer than any mandalorian episode yeah, we have 64 seen. minutes yeah yeah and i love that i wanted longer episodes from the beginning of this show you know it felt too short which was a big problem i had with the first part of season one just the same as you did rb and um so i'd say yeah like acts one and two i feel like it was more of the same for me, although I did enjoy the new additions that we got. So I was going to give this a 7 out of 10, but Act 3 really catapulted this one into great territory for myself. Um, so I think maybe we should talk about uh, 
not the characters necessarily, but just generally, did the performances carry over nicely for you? Um, you know, the characters we do know that are going to be in this are obviously uh, Din Djarin, um, you know, the Mandalorian himself, and Baby Yoda. Uh, was the stuff more of what we had come to like? Was there anything new that you liked, Ryan? Um, you know, action, anything else? I can't really think of. You know, what, what other thoughts do you have yeah, without spoiling? I mean, I will say, um, and you say without spoilers here, so I, I don't want to say too much. Without saying, I don't know, I felt like Baby Yoda was a little bit underutilized in, uh, or the child, I guess, if we're using the official name, was a little underutilized in this episode. It was just a lot of shots of him hiding, which was kind of ridiculous. But otherwise, you know, I think, um, I think the rest of the cast was amazing. You know, we'll talk a little bit in our spoiler section about new cast members. Um, but, you know, we had some returning, uh, you know, characters who made cameos in season one back here in season two, which I was happy about and some new actors as well that I thought gave standout performances. Yeah, absolutely. I mostly agree with you on that one, including the baby Yoda stuff feels like they kind of watered down his appearances in this episode, but you know, mostly play for comedy, which I like. And uh, you know, what can you do? It's the first episode. He can't be in every shot, even though how cute and adorable he is. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, you know, maybe we'll go into this more in spoilers. I just felt like he could have been utilized more in this episode as we know he has abilities of the force. And I feel like there were certain parts in this episode where that could have been touched on, could have been utilized and it wasn't, which was kind of a bummer. I also agree. Very, very, so very much so. And, um, I think we could just uh, talk about, you know, a little bit of the behind the scenes filmmaking here. Um, two things I want to know, see if, see if you agree with me on this, Ryan. The direction seemed a step above everything we had seen thus far in The Mandalorian, yeah. including, uh, you know, John Favreau directed this episode. Yep. Big fan of John Favreau. Even the episode, the premiere he directed last season, I didn't think was even on the level of this one. I think no, his directing was... Yeah, totally a step above of what he had ever done on The Mandalorian, as well as another big shout out I got to give to uh, the director, uh, John Favreau, in this one, um, the aspect ratio change. I love seeing those black bars extend up and we get the full view in yeah. uh, kind of the act three. We, won't, we don't want to say what is in full view, but right. once you get, I think it was, they must have used IMAX cameras because it looked uh, cut above the details we had been getting with the black bars um, before. And um, kind of my final note in this spoil-free section, Ryan, um, I feel like the visual effects have taken a massive leap forward in this episode alone. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. So a couple of points there, you know, talking about the direction, I do agree. Um, Really well done uh, by Jon Favreau. Um, This was every bit as good as, to me, the original first three Star Wars films when it comes to direction really was locked in the whole the whole episode as if it were a mini film, you know? And yeah. I think that also speaks to the length. Um, and then, I'm, I'm sorry, the second point you were making. Um, visual effects. Yeah, so the visual effects. So this episode, I think, you know, was very, of course, heavily reliant on CG, but mm-hmm. I think it was, it was well utilized. You know, there were, there were certain scenes that I, I see, I feel maybe overused it. Um, and not the scenes you would expect. You know, I think the action sequences where it was utilized was great. You know, the one that comes to mind is like, I don't want to give any spoilers, but like the, when, when we have Amy, Amy Sedaris' character, spoiler alert, she reprises a role here. That's and not that I, much of a spoiler. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, but I felt like her droids were a little like, you know, you could tell that they weren't actually there and, you know, sort of just animated in. 
it, it kind of reminded me of the Phantom Menace special effects for a second, just yeah. because those droids were from the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about the other Phantom Menace callback. I'm not sure if you picked up on it, Ryan, but uh, let's, start, let's stop here then. Um, yep. Guys, spoiler alert. Go watch The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1, then come back at this point in the video and join us for some spoiler talk. So... Final warning. Spoilers. Spoilers. Woo woo. <laughs> so uh, let, let, I guess we should talk about, let me finish off that thought on that Easter egg. Uh, you know, it kind of has to do with the new character we get in this one, Cobb Vanth. He, uh, you know, Ma Mando uh, goes to Tatooine, returns to Tatooine in this one, and he finds a, a mining town and the marshal of this town that's in charge of protecting it walks into the bar when Mando arrives, donning the armor of Boba Fett, yeah. and my jaw was on the floor, dude. Oh, my goodness. What did yeah. you think about Cobb Vanth in this episode, man? You know, as, as disappointed as I was when he took off the mask and it wasn't Boba Fett, I thought Timothy Oliphant did a magnificent job in this role. You know, straight out what we expect from the Mandalorian, you know, a space Western, you know, straight out of a Western town, the sheriff walking in, you know, the take no nonsense sheriff. I loved him. I loved his backstory. Uh, you know, the, you know, that this is where I disagree with you when you said that acts, I mean, I would consider act two was where they, you know, we learn more about his character. And I love that. I love the flashback to me that gave some perspective, which I was, you know, okay. I thought lacked in season one of uh -huh. what the timeline was like. I really liked that. I liked his backstory and, you know, how he found the armor because we knew it wasn't Boba Fett. So how did this guy get the armor? Um, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to comment there, man, the flashback, I feel like they could have just left it and maybe even knocked a few minutes off of this episode. Um, they didn't need the flashback. He just said, you know, I picked it up from some Jawas. I think that was more than enough for me. I'm not necessarily yeah, sure. I, I, I need think to it see was it. important. And I think there are other viewers out there that would agree with me. To uh -huh. get the, you know, if anything, to get the timeline perspective, to get the, you know, it yeah. started when we were watching the Death Star, you know, fall. The second That one. was a great, great Easter egg. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that really helped me as a viewer, someone who, you know, isn't as completely locked into the Star Wars universe as yourself, uh, you know, understand more what the timeline is. Because I don't think there were many references on what the timeline was in season one just the fact that the empire had fallen basically right, was all yes. we had to go off of. And, um, you know, another thing with Cobb Vanth is, you know, when he, when we get to see that, uh, flashback sequence, uh, you know, maybe I'm nitpicking too much, a little bit of narration and exposition there. That's kind of why I knocked this one down a little bit at first. That's why I thought it was going to be a seven. Um, but what was pretty awesome, I think is, you know, Mando's riding the awesome speeder bike and then Cobb Vanth comes up next to him riding one okay, yes. of, do you know yeah. what it is, Ana Ryan? Anakin Skywalker's from the, the pod race. It, it's his pod race engine from yeah. the Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I that did catch so that. That was so cool. I yeah. thought that was a great callback. That was awesome. I didn't know if it was if it was his or if it was just, you know, maybe that that was the mode of transportation in Tatooine. But hold on, jumping back, I just want to say I love that this was on Tatooine, this whole yeah. episode. Um, I feel like a lot of the times in the, the newer Star Wars creations, whether it's the, the last three films or, you know, we saw it in Solo, 
You know, it's constantly creating new planets, planets we haven't seen before. I love that this was a pure callback to Star Wars films, to, uh, you know, four, five, and six, or, you know, the original trilogy on Tatooine. We have the Tusken Raiders. We have the Bantas, you know. We have Boba Fett's, uh, you know, uh, armor. We, we talk about the Sarlacc pit. Uh, I just, yeah. you know, I love that it was a pure callback. That got me, you know, really into a, a nostalgic mood. Me too. And I think that's basically what this episode did much better than a lot of the episodes in season one. Yeah. You know, a lot of callbacks. There were some, but they were few far in between, you know, in um, season one. This one went right into it. Let's, let's get Star Wars fans into it. Let's get the fans that have been following these movies and that are starting to love this show. Let's get them into it. You know, even if this is, you know, maybe for a younger crowd, Let's appeal to all the fans. That's what I loved about this one. I do want to say one more thing. Sorry. You know, we're talking about Tatooine, but before we even get to Tatooine, how awesome is that open sequence, opening sequence? That was awesome fight, man. Yeah. 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 I love seeing love those. Uh, I don't know what they're called. Maybe like, I want to say Zabrax or something like that. I'm not 100% sure, but the, the pig looking guys with the giant axes fighting mm -hmm. in the ring. I love that. That was so cool. You know, yeah, and great, great intro. And then you have the awesome fight scene where, you know, the, the Cyclops looking guy, I think voiced by John Leguizamo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to run away as, you know, all of his goons are, you know, trying to hold down the Mandalorian and just, you know, so easily handles like six guys on his own. He starts with the, what are they called? The, the whistlers or yeah, whispering needles or something like that. Yeah, the, the, the things that you use, they use, have the younglings use to, to protect themselves and yeah you know, i love that you know you have baby yoda he sees him charging it so he closes up the little the little <laughs> pod and you know that's just a great sequence and you know then hangs him up and he goes what would he say i i promise you you won't die at my hand and then hangs him up there and he says wait aren't you gonna cut me down that wasn't part of the deal and then walks away and shoots the light out as whatever the, the creatures are what you know presumably eat this guy yeah, totally. And, um, you know, on, on the graffiti when in that opening yeah. shot when he's walking down, a lot of little tiny Easter eggs. Um, you could see uh, there's a little kind of cartoon drawing of Watto. Uh, if you don't remember who he is, he's in The Phantom Menace. He's the uh, original owner of Anakin Skywalker. He's the little flying guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's I saw a little that. cartoon drawing of him on there. And mm -hmm. uh, C3PO is in a one of oh, the I didn't see that. cartoons. Okay. Yeah, maybe go back and check for that one as well. As well as. Uh, Chewbacca and the giant thing that comes out of the asteroid. You see a little cartoon drawing okay. as well over there. I caught those. You know, I, I, I think that I was just looking for that because I knew there was going to be stuff on those gotcha. walls with yeah, all the no, graffiti. I, I, did, I did see a creature similar. I didn't realize it was, you know, uh, uh, to Watto, um, you know, but I didn't see all these other ones. So that's awesome. I'll definitely go back and give it a look. Yeah, awesome. So I think we need to get into uh, kind of like this Act 3. Um, yeah. You know, they're on Tatooine, they're in the mining town, um, and a crate dragon barges through, eats a giant, uh, you know, one of those, I don't know what they're called, the, you know, the tusk thingies, the, the Tuscan Raiders. Oh, yeah, aren't those the Banthas? Banthas, thank you. Yeah. yeah, Banthas. So he eats a Bantha, and, you know, if you guys didn't know, crate dragons, we have never seen one in person, but we have seen the skeleton of one, um, you know, Star Wars nerd alert here for me in the Phantom or no, not in the Phantom in a new in hope. A new hope, right? Yeah. Yeah. C3PO, R2 walking on Tatooine. We see the giant skeleton of a crate dragon as they walk by at the beginning of the movie. Um, and now we got to finally see how giant they are in real life. And man, I, uh, I, I would just hand it over to you, man. What'd you think about this sequence where they're hunting the crate dragon? 
I mean, I think every sequence that we saw the Kray Dragon on screen, I thought was incredible. I thought it was so well done. Yeah. You know, CG was extremely realistic. You know, the opposite of those those droids that we have with Amy Sedaris's character. <laughs> um, you know, super realistic. I love how it sort of moves the whole ground in waves, and then onward too. You know, that seeing it in that final battle sequence. It's just so badass, and you know, I just keep <laughs> yeah. surviving wave after wave of attack. It's got the—I I thought the the vomiting was a little, a uh, little ridiculous, but otherwise, I thought it was really great. What, it was acid vomit or whatever? Pretty Star Wars, though. You got to admit to have yeah, acid. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like like we were kind of hinted at before, that's when we get the giant, you know, full screen mm -hmm. IMAX camera shots and the detail, especially on my TV. You know, I like to brag about my new TV. <laughs> 4K Dolby Vision did it wonders, man. It looked amazing on my TV. Um, yeah, bro. Uh, what what'd you think about uh, one of my favorite shots in this where, you know, Timothy Oliphant puts on Boba Fett's helmet and we get to see Mando and Timothy Oliphant, the marshal, wearing Boba Fett's armor, standing next to each other, geared up to battle a crate dragon. I thought that was yeah. such a cool shot. Awesome shot. And I think there was some awesome chemistry between those two in in that whole sequence, leading, of course, to how... Uh, Mando's able to destroy the crate dragon, you know, sort of not really talking to Timothy Oliphant um, and just sort of cutting his jetpack or whatever. So he goes just sort of, flo uh, you know, flying away. So, you know, the Mandalorian can take care of business. And a callback to uh, when Boba Fett's backpack is hit by Han Solo and he falls in the Sarlacc pit, right? The Sarlacc it's pit, still yeah. functional to this day. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, you know, what do you think about Mando's kill of the crate Dragon and the so, ensuing aftermath? So awesome. I mean, you, you, knew, you knew something was going to happen, you know, with, with the uh, Banthas, I thought. As soon as you saw them loading up the explosives on, explosives on them, I thought that was the original plan, honestly. I thought they were just going to have a bunch of Banthas out there. Whichever Me one too. it chose to eat, they were going to blow it up. But, yep. you know, of course, they tried to attack the stomach first, you know, get it lured out. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, I thought that was an awesome sequence, well executed, you know, well, obviously there's so much CG going on there with the flying around and then, you know, he comes out with his, his stun gun or whatever you want to call it, you know, still all, all zapping and, you know, after the explosion, I thought it was awesome, awesome sequence. And for me, I was thinking, man, I could tell this is the most expensive TV show ever made, you know, even more expensive than like Game of Thrones and some other HBO stuff. I could tell that Disney wrote a blank check and said, John Favreau, make the best season premiere you can make for right, season two. Yeah. And I yeah. love that. And I think, um, unless you have anything else you want to talk about in this sequence, let's talk about that amazing cameo cliffhanger at the end. Um, you know, baby, you know, Mando gets the Bob Boba Fett's armor, return, gets it returns. Um, so he can, you know, that's part of his creed is why he wants it, right? He just yep. needs to capture all the Mandalorian armor that is in the wrong hands. Mm. So he gets the armor, makes friends with Timothy Oliphant, and Baby Yoda and Mando are riding the speeder bike off into our twin sunset, which was really a cool shot. But oh, yeah. not yet. We get to see a hooded figure holding a Tusken Raider blaster on his back. And he turns around and faces the camera. And we get to see Tamora Morrison, or better known as the actor that's played Jango Fett. But in this, he will be playing Boba Fett. He's alive. What was your reaction? So excited, you know, didn't, didn't know at first who it was, had to yeah. go and obviously look it up. Not, not as in tune as what the star Wars actors would look like today. Cause looking very different, obviously. Yes, totally. But when I saw that, you know, and you see it, um, 
you know, so exciting. Because like I said, I thought Timothy Oliphant was going to be Boba Fett, you know. But either way, just the fact that Boba Fett is alive, you know, a character that I think is so awesome and so underutilized in the Star Wars films. We see him have an untimely death. So knowing that he's still alive and learning a bit more about him, I think you said that his character, you know, you learn more about him in the Clone Wars, which I'm watching right now. Um, but a little still bit of background, really, yeah. Really excited to see how this story arc goes on and, you know, learning more about Boba Fett and why he had the Mandalorian armor. Because I think from what we've talked about, he's not a Mandalorian. Right, his his dad, you know, in uh, you know, you learn about this a little in the Clone Wars, Ryan. So I'll just explain it to you now. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to see Mandalore in the Clone Wars, they kind of have a throwaway line where they say, you know, uh, they talk about Jango Fett, and they say, oh, Jango Fett was never a Mandalorian. He was an outcast that was banished from Mandalore, and um, he was from one of the planets Concord Dawn that was not Mandalore, the planet. It was one of the moons of Mandalore. So. Oh, yeah. uh, that's kind of the backstory, but you don't really need to know that that much. So, you know, you know, maybe we'll get to learn a little bit more about Boba Fett in this. And I love the look that they gave Tamura Morrison in this one, man. Uh, the scars on his face, the, you know, the wrinkled skin. Um, he'd be about, you know, Boba Fett, he'd be about 40-ish or 50 in this time because, you know, this is five years after Return of the Jedi. So, you know, that's, that's another, I don't know, I mean... I was shocked to see that they actually put him in this. Um, maybe, uh, I don't know if you have any, Ryan, but do you have any predictions about where this can go in episode two or just the rest of the season? You know, I, I don't. This, <laughs> this caught me by such a you know, such surprise how great this season premiere was that I don't have predictions. I'm just, you know, excited to be along for the ride. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'll give a little bit of an yeah, you know, idea right of where I'm going. Uh, just based on what we saw in the trailer, I think that we're going to see Ahsoka in this. Um, I have a strong suspicion we're going to be seeing Ahsoka. Maybe not episode two, but a few episodes down the road, we're going to see Ahsoka. And as far as Boba Fett's involvement, now that it's confirmed that he's going to be in this, I think now that he knows Mando has his armor, he's found his armor, he's tracking it down, and not only has he found a Mandalorian, but he's found a force-wielding baby who you know he's against the jedi obviously boba fett mace window killed his father you know maybe that is also another plot a vendetta against and i just want to see boba fett versus mando that would be so yeah yeah no i i would definitely like to see that you're absolutely right i think the one thing that i i would say was missing from this episode that i was hoping they'd get to right away but obviously you know we gotta be patient is you know we know the jedi are going to come into play in this uh in this season and yeah. I, I was hoping they touch on that a little bit yeah um obviously they didn't but still not complaining because they came out with a really great product yeah absolutely so uh what do you think we should end it here yeah i mean that's all i have to say about this episode uh eight and a half out of ten for me eight out of ten from you dom we both would highly recommend for those of you that haven't seen season one get on that you know go through episodes one through eight you know take a weekend socially distance and watch the Mandalorian uh, episodes one through eight and now episode nine get ready we're going to be bringing you these reviews uh the night of the episode drops pretty much every week so stay tuned and uh yeah Dom you want to take us out yeah sure and you know you kind of reminded me of something we should probably do Ryan and you know make sure other people are aware of it too uh group watch is a thing on Disney plus so you know if you're like me and RB 
we are uh, friends, you know, best buddies, but we live far away from each other. Maybe next week we'll, uh, you know, group watch this one together over Disney yeah, Plus's sure. feature. You know, it will block out a part of time where you and I could watch that together. Um, that would be pretty awesome, I think. You know, you could go ahead and do that with your buddies as well. And, of course, leave a comment down below. What did you think of Chapter 9, The Marshal? Uh, Mandalorian Season 2, what were your thoughts? Uh, negatives, positives, predictions? You know, do you have any predictions or theories? What do you think about Boba Fett's awesome cameo at the end? Let us know down below in the comments and uh, like and subscribe for more videos, as well as you can also listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. On those, you can leave us a five-star review. Let us know your thoughts, all of that junk. And uh, you can follow me at DomGonzalez48. That's on Instagram and Twitter. RB, you can follow him on Instagram at RB underscore the underscore SID. And on Twitter, you can follow him at RB with the call. So, uh, you know, follow us there. Send us a message if you like the episode, and we'll catch you in the next one. Later, guys. See you next week.